so an unbelievable uh, time to be learning Nesiv Hadin, uh, besides the obvious connections, as we're going to see, we're literally going to be discussing over here some of the key concepts of Rosh Hashanah. Uh, today, that's number one. Number two, it is an unbelievable time to be doing this because of Parshas Shoftim. This Parshas Shoftim says the Midrash, Dvorim Rabbah. Shoftim v'shotrim, Pasuk says Shoftim v'shotrim, Amar Rebbe Levi. What is this compared to? It's like a king who has many sons, and he has his youngest son is the most beloved to him. And the king has obviously lots of different properties and etc. But he has one orchard that he loves more than anything else, all of his other possessions. And so the king says, "What should I do?" So he gives the the orchard to his beloved son. Says says Rabbi Levi. That's what it is with Hashem and Klaus. Hashem says, I love the Jewish people more than anything else in this world. Like the Pesach, Kinar Yisrael ve'ohavo. Yisrael are, are a youthful people and I love and I, and I love him. And so he loves us more than anything. And what is the thing that Hashem loves more than anything else in the world? Hashem loves Mishpat. So Hashem takes this Mishpat, this gorgeous orchard, that He loves so much, and He gives it to His Son, whom He loves so much. Pause here. There's, the Midrash does continue to two more stages, but I, I'd like to take it stage by stage. So, first of all, I think it's important to contemplate this concept, to try to absorb this concept, to um, you know really understand what this is saying. Most of us consider Mishpat or Din to be some sort of a technicality, uh, a, a nuance, uh, something that, I don't know, some sort of a necessary evil or something, right? But like, why can't they just all be so full of love and, and goodness and everything, right? And yet here we see that the thing that Hashem loves is Mishpat, and Rabbi Levi is comparing it to a pardes, to a, to a this gorgeous orchard the king loves more than anything else what is the comparison what is the love over here because we've got a Yom Hadin coming up and if we view it as something we have to kind of gird our teeth and kind of try to duck through it and you know hopefully we pass out for a couple of hours you know don't remember exactly what happened as long as we make it through to the other side good you know like going for your kippur you gotta like make it through the roshan that, that that could be an attitude that some people have I bought a metal leg brace with spikes that yes I turn it and it moves in on the leg uh-huh. okay so, so that so that uh, that's the attitude that most people have what is this like a sadistic what am I supposed to torture myself right um, how am I supposed to relate to Din and to Mishpat but you see that Hashem considers it to be quite a wonderful thing and he gives it as a matana to Klausrel in fact the Ramban says what does the Pasuk mean Ashraya Am Yudea Trua. Happy are the people that know the Trua. Happy? So Trua represents Din. True is the broken note. It's the summoning to war. Right? It's, uh, it, the Ramban says that's the Midas Hadin. And Ashraya Dam Yudea Trua. Happy are the people that know the Trua. So again, you know, uh, Mordechai's um, spike studded leg brace doesn't sound like something to be so thrilled about 
I'm actually wearing it right now. It doesn't feel. Good. Okay. So that's that's the what we're going to try to understand. Okay. So first of all, we'll start off with the pasuk and Mishle. Pasuk and Mishle says, "Simcha letzadik asos mishpat." It is a joy for a tzaddik to do justice. So that, so that's uh, it's something to understand. Simcha letzadik also mishpat. A tzaddik has a joy to do mishpat. When mishpat is done, we'll see. But there's a joy in it. There's a happiness. Obviously connected to the orchard, the Maral points out. What's an orchard? It's not just a pretty... Exactly. It's, it's a place that is filled with happiness, with pleasure, with joy. Right? It's delicious. Right? So, this is a mapecha. It's a revolution, right? We're saying that the, the din, the mishpat, seemingly kind of a, this unpleasant... Uh, you know, feature of the world that people are trying to ignore or pretend like it doesn't exist is actually such a wonderful thing. Yeah? Continues the Pasuk in Mishle, umachte lepoole oven. But, mishpat, to, to poile oven, to people who, call, who, who, who do transgressions, to them, it's a coal pan, it's like a bunch of burning coals that are being spilled on them. Right? So, very unpleasant. Okay? So, the Mara understands that when a tzaddik sees the world operating according to mishpat, ben ish lechavero, when different people, when one person respects the other person, respects the boundaries of the other person, understands the necessity of that, that's a simcha to tzaddikim. Kasher chafetz ve'ohev hayosher. Why? Because a tzaddik wants and loves justice. Yosher means straightness, but it, but here the, the, the straightness is a geometrical term, but it means justice. Right? Justice is not you can't mess around this way that way. It's 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 true. Right? Now, why would a tzaddik love justice so much? So, we, we, we quoted that Hashem loves Mishpat, right? Like the Pasuk says, Ki Hashem ohev Mishpat, and continues the Midrash. Now, I want to come back to the Midrash. Amor Kodesh Boruchu, Nosenani, the thing that I love the most, I'm going to give to the nation that I love the most. I swear by your lives, in the merit of the fact that you're going to guard the din, I will be uplifted. Vayigba Hashem Tzvakos Ba Mishpat. And Hashem, the Master of Legions, is elevated, so to speak, ascends to the throne through Mishpat. Now, some of you might be getting chills down your back when you hear those words, because those are the words towards the very end of some of the, this is some of the key words in the Tfilos of Rosh Hashanah. This is towards the end of Kedusha Sashem, that the third paragraph in the in in the in the Amida of Rosh Hashanah. Towards the end of that, we say this pasuk: Okay. So first of all, the Gemara Brachas and Daf Yud Beis Amud Beis says, "What is this talking about? This is their says he made tshuva." Says the Gemara. This is when Hashem is doing mishpat and do this. Hashem is elevated above everybody. Up on top. Right? So this not only summarizes the, the concept of a Sersi Mechuba, but we're talking about that this 
is to a certain extent the embodiment of the Tfilos of Rosh Hashanah. To elevate Hashem Bamishpat. Now I want to tell you something, and many people find it surprising, but it says in my Serav of the Vilna Gom that on Rosh Hashanah, and especially during the Tkiyas Shofar, the Vilna Gon was elated with joy. He was in a, in, a, in a state of absolute ecstasy. Because this is the process of coordinating Hashem in the world. And that is why Tzadikim love Mishpat. Why is it Simcha Tzadik also Mishpat? Because it coordinates Hashem as a king in the world. It's, that's what it means. It, reve- it reveals the straight, it's, it's justice reveals Hashem in the world. That's, by the way, why today there's such a big problem with Mishpat. Right? People can't relate to Mishpat because so many people out there in the crazy world that we live in, they don't even believe in Hashem. So if you don't believe in Hashem, so how can you believe in Mishpat? So let's just discuss it for a minute. What is Mishpat? Mishpat is, or Din, is when I say, this has to be like this. It's called Shura Sadin. There's a line, there's a red line, this line may not be crossed. If it is crossed, that is completely, there's no excuses for it. Yeah? How can such a line ever be drawn? Right? They, they, they want to know out there, how can they create a moral system or whatever it is, being that there's, they don't believe in the Creator. Right? You, you can't do it. Why? Because everything is potentially relative or maybe like this, maybe like that, maybe yes, maybe not. In fact, in, in, in the concept, in the language of the morale, it's called everything is mikra. It's happenstance. Maybe it could be like this. Maybe it could not be. In fact, all the every creature that exists could exist or could not exist. And th- therefore, to a certain extent, mishpat says the midrash that we just read. Mishpat belongs to Hashem, right? Yeah, so, um, what is it, so why, why does the Mishpat belong to Hashem specifically? Because Hashem is a Mukhra Hametzius. Hashem is an absolute must be. Hashem's existence is not wishy washy. It doesn't maybe come, maybe go, maybe yes, maybe not. It's absolute. So, if Hashem's existence is absolute, then it can come from Him absolute reality as well. And only when we recognize the absoluteness of certain realities in the world, we can bring, so to speak, we can summon, we can create a house down here, we can open up a space for Hashem to exist. For Hashem to be. That's that's what it means. Hashem loves Mishpat. What does it mean, love? Love is a definition of closeness. The reason why... Why one person loves another person is because there's a there's a yidid nefesh, there's a closeness of soul, there's a similarity. So it means when Hashem loves Mishpat is because Hashem is a mukhrachamitsiyas, he must be. And and Mishpat speaks to that in the most direct way possible. When something must be, when something is is is, is mukhrach, when something has to be like this, that is that that speaks to a mukhrachamitsiyas. So like I said, I wanna, I'm going to want to come back to this Midrash because there's two more parts that we want to do. But first I want to read the Maral a little bit just so you see him say the words, okay? So starting right after the Midrash ends. Kvar biyarno. Ki ha-mishpat hu simchas l'tzadik. It's a joy to the tzadik. Lefikach nikra ha-mishpat pardes. That's why it's called a orchard. Shehu tiul v'simcha. First of all, pardes also is for walking around you know, enjoying the sights, right? It's a simcha, it's a joy, the, the, the delicious fruits over there. The call there, because mishpat is necessarily so, it's, it's, it's obligatory. It's not just something it could be or could be not. And that's, and that's the love. 
וזה שאמר כאן, מכל שבורסי בעולמי אין אוהב כמו המשפט, שהוא דבר מחויב. והדין נוסעים שראוי לאוהב דבר שהוא מחויב לגמרי. זה אינטרסטינג פוינט. המראה אומרת שזה מבחינת שמישהו צריך לאהוב משהו שזה חייב, כמו שזה יכול להיות. And like we said earlier, even inside of each one of them, a closeness, a closeness of soul. What is the most, if you boil down who I am, I mean, there's certain parts of me that are, maybe yes, maybe not, external clothing for sure, even some of the other trappings of us, some of the coloring, some of the choices, right? But when you boil down to the very, very depth, the closer you go, first of all, anatomically, the inside of a person is the atzomus, the bones. Now the bones are hard. They're unyielding, unwavering. Unlike the rest of us, which is soft flesh, where I could squeeze through. You could press on me a little bit. I'll give way. Right? You could, you could, the, the soft tissue on top. Right? But when you get into the depth of who I am, at the rock bottom, there's a skeleton. And a skeleton is rock hard. It's bone. Right? And that's, that's why the language of etzem, which means bone, also means atzmius, the essential self. That part can't be compromised. That part can't be negotiated. I can't bend my bones. Right? I can't squeeze, you know, I, 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 can't, I can't make them a little bit narrower than what they are. It's uncompromising. And so too, in the, in the core of every person, there is the din of who I am that, that nobody can, can take away. And that's why that the mishpat is something that's appropriate to love because since my internal self, my most fundamental self is mishpat, which means if you, if you impede on a person's ability to live, on a person's right to live, on a person's, on a person's basics, right? Is, that is a violation of the fact that I exist. You deny me that. Right? So the, the right to that is something that is the most appropriate to love of everything. Because everything else is more external to me than that. It's not as close to who I am. Anything else. This speaks to the, to the very essence. The fact that Hashem gave me a right to live. Yeah. Like the Midrash says, Bereshis Baralukim. Bereshis is Bishvil Reishis. Bishvil Reishis, what's Reishis? Yisrael. Right? So, Kalasrael is the Mechuy of Amitsis, as far as humanity is concerned. Hashem created the world. This nation, maybe they exist, maybe they don't exist. This thing, maybe yes, maybe not. But Kalasrael, it must be. Now, why in the Midrash did he compare it to his youngest son? The king had all these sons, and his youngest son he loves the most. Why the youngest son the most? So we know Yaakov Esav Rashi brings the bra- the, that Sovu Maisev Machshavat Chila. Right? That Rashi brings if you put two balls into a, into a pipe, right? So the, the first one to go in is going to be the second one to go out. So it means the thing that Hashem planned to create first was Klausrel. <coughs> which means that's what it's all about. If, if the first thing, that's what Hashem wanted. Afterwards, there's some more trappings, some more, he added on some more stuff, and some more layers, and some external things, just like a skeleton. And then on top of that, you have the soft tissue. On top of that, you have the clothing, and, and, and other trappings, yeah? But the, but the core of it is, 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 is the atzmus. That's claustral, right? So that's why we're the youngest nation, like, like uh, Rashi brings many times, because sov b'maseb b'mokshavat chila. So this, this, uh, this Ben Yaker is, is the king is saying, he's a, he's a mukhuyev mitzvah. This was, a, this was, was all about. Right? And, and that, therefore Hashem gives us the mishpat. Ki Hashem is borahu. So, so every creator must have a creation. A creation, a creature. Something that he creates, if he's a creator. Right? Now, the, once you have that one, you don't really need any more. The rest of them, maybe yes, maybe not, but it doesn't change. He's already a creator when he has one. So, again, because of a Kalal Hashem is a creator. And not because of anybody else. 
So, Vigak Yisrael Haim Nevroim Bechiv Yosher Mikolonim Tsoim Ulefikach Hamishpat Hu Shaychel Yisrael Kihem Shaychem Zeluze. We are, therefore, our existence, we, why do we love Mishpat more than anybody else? Because our existence is more fundamental than anybody else's. And therefore, we understand that just like we must exist, so to Hashem's will must exist. Now, I want to take a quick pause from the morale over here. I want to tell you guys about an unbelievable morale in Tiferes Yisrael, Peretazayim. The morale there brings a proof, a philosophical proof for the existence of, uh, not, not for the existence of the Creator. That, you don't need philosophical proofs. Every great philosopher understood there's a cre- existence of the Creator. But for the, for the concept of Torah, Mina Shemaim, that Hashem gave us the Torah. How does He prove it? He says, listen, you all, your philosophers, you all admit that there must be a Creator. How do you prove it? Well, you guys say very simple. Look at the world. You see all the order in the world? How no single molecule is out of place? How every electron flies around? You never find by accident, like, you know, one atom that forgot a couple of electrons at home. Right? Like, everything is located perfectly, down to the last smallest detail in the entire world. Everything. Right? How, where would such an order come from? There must be someone who gave an order to it, who, who organized it, who made a mishpat, who made a din, who made the laws of gravity, of electromagnetics, of uh, uh, nuclear forces, yeah? And all the other laws of the world. And, and, and that is an absolute din that everything keeps it, every existing particle of dust keeps it to the last minute detail. Okay. And now what do you want to say? And yet, if there will be a world filled with murder, rape, robbery, that would be that would be called order. That would be called an organized world. Me, once you say that from the order that we see in the physical world, there must be someone who organized it. There must be a creator who gave it this order. So now, how can it be that the, 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 the morality, the conduct of the very members of this world, whose bodies uh, operate so perfectly? And yet, they themselves will act in a completely cra- uh, unpredictable, unknown, crazy ways. That can't be. Being that there's a creator, so that he must also have given them a conduct book. A book of how to conduct themselves, of what's right and what's wrong. And that's Torah Mishmaim. That's true. That's that's the mission in Perkiyavos. So, so, so why was the cre- world created with ten Maimarim? So that so that to give a scar to the tzaddikim who helped maintain such a world and and the, the Rishoyim who are destroying a world with ten Maimarim. But for a particular person to choose to go against the will of Hashem, he could do that. But if you want to claim, I mean, he can, he's not allowed to do it. But I'm saying, person could choose to go against against the mishpat. But if you want to say there is no mishpat. So how can how can you tell me that there's a, there's a creator, there's an organizer, there's someone who made the world with such detail and such perfection? Everything is held in place exactly where it is. Every planet stands exactly where it's meant to be. It's flying at thousands of miles an hour, and yet it doesn't budge a single inch. And and yet there's no conduct, there's no rules, there's no um, uh, influx from up there of how the conduct should be. That, that's crazy. That's just proof. But we want to bring it over here. We want to say, therefore, when we see mishpat in the world, when we do mishpat, when we ourselves conduct mishpat, and when we see it and we welcome it in, and our world is a world of din and mishpat, that's a manifestation of the divine here. It's a manifestation of the divine hand. There could not be mishpat without a Hashem, without a Creator. So, literally... We're, we're bringing a revelation of Hashem into the world with the, with the Mishpat. And therefore, that's what the Pasuk says, Vayigba Hashem Tzvakos Ba Mishpat. Hashem is coronated as the king of the legions. Right? Hashem, master of legions, through the Mishpat. 
Through the recognition of the fact that there's a creator, there's an organizer. That's the simcha that tzaddikim have in seeing mishpat. Because what you're seeing is a manifestation of the absolute existence of Hashem in the world. Then, Hashem, the judge, is elevated, put above, over the, the, the ones that he's judging. Now, I want to come back to the Midrash. Like I told you, there's going to be two more parts. Right? Because there's, there's a progression that Rebbe Levi builds. Step number one. When we love Mishpat, we welcome Mishpat, we, we, we have Mishpat in the world. And, by the way, I want to say that, we'll talk about it much more leading up to Rosh Hashanah, but Mishpat, of course, for, for us, it's also scary, right? Who, who am I to summon Mishpat into the world? What's going to be with me? I mean, which one of us is perfect? Which one of us can withstand that? Right? Seemingly the answer is, like I said, we'll talk about it much more, but seemingly the answer is, at this moment, we have to conduct ourselves with Monsieur Snafish and say, I don't care. I really don't care what's going to happen to me. What I care about is that I want for the kingdom of Hashem to be revealed in the world. And there's going to be tremendous, tremendous benefits from this, which we'll see. But, so right now, we're going back to the Midrash. So, through our welcoming in the Mishpat, Hashem is coordinated as king over the world. Says Hashem, because you elevate me to my throne, then I will do tzedakah to you. I will not only do Mishpat with you, but I'll do tzedakah with you. Means I will show you grace. I will, I will be gracious to you. I will go beyond the sure sudden, beyond the, 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 the line of judgment. Uh, and I will dwell, I will cause my sanctity to dwell amongst you. That's what we've been saying so far, but look at the continuation of the Pasuk. When Hashem sits in, sits on the throne of judgment, right? Thanks to us, what happens? Then the holy God will be sanctified through tzedakah. Now we have a shift. And that's why those that pay attention to the flyer, right? Those that did pay attention. It says judgment with mercy or through mercy, right? means the purpose of Rosh Hashanah is not merely to get judged, but we want to have judgment din barachamim, in mercy, with mercy. Okay? And the way to enact that, that's what we're being told right now, that's gonna, that's, the, the Pasuk itself continues and says, The result is going to be the Daka. Paul? When you say, as long as Hashem sits on the throne, so when is he not sitting? I don't understand. We, we, we're talking about the manifestation, right? As far as, as far as um, you know, what's called Atzmusa Nelama, Hashem's essential, completely concealed being, which is totally beyond us in every way. That's not relevant to thrones. It's not relevant to mm-hmm. us to talk about. It doesn't make any. That, that's pre symptom That's like we don't have to think about that part. But the, the, the manifest Hashem, the one who created this world, the one who runs this world, the one that interacts with us, the one that, that makes a difference what we do, because the way that Hashem sits as a king is below Am. There's no king without a nation. Right? There has to be an acceptance of his mishpat. Now, what you could say is, okay, what does he need us for? He can just do it himself. I, I, I was talking to someone today, he just said, listen, let Hashem throw a lightning bolt. Every, you know, the, the first 10,000 fools that do something wrong, right, from a world of 7 billion people, it's not that many. 10,000, right? And very quickly, everybody's going to fall in line. 
Why does Hashem do that? What? Because he doesn't want to force He wants so you guys are both right exactly so you're right but I, I want to focus more on Paul's point that that would be called a dictator that would not be called a king okay the difference in a dictator a moshal is a dictator is someone who controls with an iron fist but the people don't want him there right so which means to a certain extent leaves the room for saying this doesn't really have to be this way it means Unfortunately, we are subjugated. We're not strong enough to throw him off of us. He's got all these lightning bolts up there. We can't. Well, what can we do? We don't have right now the technology to be able to block them, right? So, so, we, so we accept it. But really, we'd like for that to not be the case. So, to a certain extent, you're saying that this din, this mishpat, is not mukhrach. It doesn't have to be. Whereas, if you accept it upon yourself voluntarily, right? You say that this has to be. I know it has to be this way. That's the true mishpah. That's the that, and that's called a melech. A melech comes from a language of limloch to consult. A king is someone that he's guiding the people. He he shows them where to go, and they voluntarily they they ask him, please be our king, please. That's why why a king has to be coronated. A dictator a dictator doesn't get coronated. You know why? Because he took it for himself. A king is coronated, which means the people come to him. Which is what we say in the Tefillah, Sarsha Shadon, the unbelievable Tefillah. And they will come, all the nations of the world. And they will give to you the Kesar Malucha, the crown, the crown of kingship. It has to be done voluntarily for it to be a, a, a true Malchus, which means in order for it to be a recognition of the absolute city of it being this way. That there's no other options to be differently. That's what we recognize. So when we do that, then, we have to see why, but that's what the Pasuk says right now, the Pasuk says, then Hashem reciprocates by distributing tzedakah. Like I said, there's going to be one more stage in the Midrash, we're going to pause now again, go back to the morale, we'll come back to the, to the third element of, the, of, of this... Uh, of, of, of the consequences of, of accepting upon ourselves mishpat. So we come back to the morale. Um, so he's saying that this has to be where, when we coordinate Hashem, when we accept it upon ourselves. Aval, im Hashem also mishpat. If Hashem himself were to unilaterally do mishpat, he starts throwing those lightning bolts, be'olamo, u'be'olam ain mishpat. That Hashem will not really be elevated that much. A little bit he will be. People are going to recognize. But like we said, it's be a question. Maybe there's a deity out there. Maybe there's something else out there. Maybe there's some alien. Do I really have to? Maybe I could not. I mean, I guess I do, but I could entertain the possibility that I don't have to. When we recognize ourselves, no. I must do this. Because this is the will of Hashem. That makes Hashem all the way up. That's Vayik Bashem Tzvakos Bamishpat. Rak Kasher Ha Mishpat Hu Beolamaze. When it comes from us, the Mishpat. Ubeze Mamlichin Esa Melech. Ha Mishpat. And through this, we say, Hashem, here's the Mishpat. You're the Melech Ha Mishpat. It's from you. We're doing it here voluntarily because we understand that it's absolutely true. And we're, joy, we're overjoyed to be doing it. Therefore, kasher tachtonim atzam rotsim b'mishpat. When we want the mishpat, when we understand that this is the truth, then kasher osin mishpat. Ubeze mekablo maleim melech mishpat. We accept upon ourselves the king of, of judgment. Umagbihin oson that elevates him very high. Lefika tziv. So, Midrash says that Hashem has two thrones. We have, in fact, we say it in Davening. We say it in Rosh Hashanah Davening. Hashem has two thrones. When He sits on the throne of Mishpat, then He stands up and he moves over and sits on the throne of Tzedakah. Yeah, right, exactly. On the throne of Tzedakah. Now, 
question is why is that? Why is it that there is this condition? Oh, if you guys put me on the throne of Mishpat, then I'll go move over to the So what do we put you on the throne of the Mishpat for? Right. We put you on the throne of Mishpat, and then you go and you stand up and you go and sit down on the, on the throne of Tzedakah. <coughs> exactly. Say in other ways. Tzedakah is Lifnim Mishuras Hadin. Tzedakah is where you go beyond the letter of the law. Where Hashem says, I'm going to conduct with you more graciously. I mean, to show grace, <coughs> first has to be a recognition of absolute authority. Once you recognize who's in charge, then he can be gracious. But until you recognize it's a fight between us. Yeah? Only once we draw the Shura Sadin and you acknowledge that I have the right over here, <coughs> over you, then I can I can give up on that. Because it doesn't in any way take away from me. <coughs> yeah, just, just, just to make this one point, right? I just want to reiterate this point that if you come to me and you, you try to take away my, my pencil, right? <coughs> Thank you. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Shehakol Nehiyeh Bidvaro Yeah, <coughs> sorry about that. Um, so, if you try to come take take my pencil, right? A three dollar pencil. But if you try to come and take it away from me, I'm going to get really upset. I might fight you on it, right? But if you come over and you say to me, I recognize your pencil, but can I please borrow it, right? I will gladly lend it to you. And if I really like you enough, I might even give it to you as a gift. Although this is a very nice pencil. Right? <coughs> so to Hashem, only when we coordinate him on the Kisei Mishpat, then getting off of the Kisei Mishpat doesn't take away from the Mishpat. It doesn't take away from the absoluteness of, 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 of Hashem's existence. And of the absoluteness of His Word. Yeah? That's, that's why... Then Hashem gets up and sits on the Kisei Tzedakah. Ki yeshlo Kisei Din, v'yeshlo Kisei Tzedakah. Hashem has two thrones. She'a Kisei Morei al Shehu Yisborach misnase umizgoye al Olamo. What is a throne? A throne says, I'm in charge. Throne is a seat of power. Throne shows uh, a, a, an ability, a da- you know, something that is beyond what other people have. Puts me above everybody else, right? That's why there's steps going up a throne usually, right? So once I'm entrusted with the power, once I have the power of mishpat, then using the power of mishpat, I can show grace. Yeah, and that's what that's that's what the midrash says. As ani umishpat and then I will cause my sanctity to dwell amongst you. Which is uh, usually why can't Hashem dwell amongst us with with His holiness? Because we're going to think of Him as a peer. We're going to think of Him as as as, as a beer body. Oh, so, uh, apologies, one second, Lenny, you had a question. Apologies. <coughs> Except that he's merciful enough not to do that, because it would kind of be a crushing mishpat, right? So he, so he in his mercy holds back from crushing us and waits patiently, right? The, 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 he's a gibor, like 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 we know the the, the gibor Numa says that <coughs> the Nevim stopped saying Gadol gibor Venora. They start saying Gadol gibor, right? How can you say that he's a gibor when you have when you have the the the, the, the goyim uh, the, oppressing the Jewish people and all this and uh, and came along the Ashik Nesar and said no, that's how he's a gibor. He's 
holds himself back. Right? So, so Hashem, in his, in his mercy, holds back, holds back his mishpat, right? If you guys don't want it, then I'll, I'll, I'll wait. Even though, to a certain extent, it means Hashem is in exile. He's not in this world at that point. Rahmanullah yeah? Okay. So now, why, the, the Pasuk says that Hashem will dwell in his Kedusha amongst us. Why did Hashem need to have Mishpat in order to dwell amongst us? Answer is because if he dwelt amongst us, otherwise he wouldn't be Bikadusha. Means we would think of him as a, as, as a, as a body, as, as a peer, as, 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 a, as a nothing, nothing so, uh, so it's only when we understand the absolute, you know, uh, you know you're faced with a, with, with, with a burning fire, with something that its existence is infinitely more fundamental and absolute than our own, and we accept that, then Hashem can say, okay, then I'll act with tzedakah. And He's able to be here with us, acting with tzedakah, and still maintain His Kedusha. That's why the entire tefillah of what we're talking about, the, the third paragraph of the tefillah of Rosh Hashanah, right, called Kedusha Hashem, the sanctity of Hashem's name, we say, Hashem, your name, Atakadosh, Vishimka Kadosh, right? But usually we just say, and you're up there, and you're cut. Now we say, Put the trepidation in everything, right? Put, put the fear of everything, of your fear into everything. And then your name is going to be Kodesh here with us. That's, that's basically the continuation of, of, of what the Midrash is showing us. So again, Kloemar, Avshuhu Yizborach, Mivdal Minanim Tsoyim, even though Hashem is so high, He's totally separate from everyone. Ulifikak Nikr Shehu Yizborach Kodesh. Kodesh usually means you have to be separate to be Kodesh. Kodesh means Mivdal, separate. So, so Hashem, you shouldn't be able to be down here. Shea Kodesh Hu Nivdol Miakol. The Im Kolze Misha Hashem Kedushaso Besoch Yisrael. Unless He can be Kodesh, He can be here with us. Only if we recognize that, that this is this is a Mishpat. This is this is a Din. This is an absolute thing. Lekach Amar Vakela Kodesh Nigdash Bitzdaka. That's that's the that's the. Uh, Mamish, the last words we say before we say Baruch Atah Hashem, Hamelach Hakadosh. That's right before that final Hasima, that pinnacle, you know, that like top top note in the Tefillah. That that's what we say. Vezeshe Mishrash Chinaso Beinehem Mipneke Hashem Yisbora Hu Imam Mishpat. Because since Hashem is with Mishpat, Kedikseiv, right? That we say that it says. Beker velukim yishpot, Hashem and Mishpat are kind of always together. They're bound up. If there's Mishpat, Hashem is here, right? Because there's room for Him, so to speak, right? So therefore, Kain Hashem yisborach who imat imat So then Hashem can do the tzedakah, which always He always carries with Him. He do the Mishpat, brings them together. He can do it right here. Now, going back for a minute, back to the Midrash. I told you there's going to be one last final part of the Midrash. We spoke of Mishpat. And if we do the Mishpat, then Hashem sits on His throne, and then He can move over to the other throne, and He can do the Tzedakah. Right? Which is called Din Barachamim. So I told you guys that the mysterious Nefesh, the willingness to accept upon ourselves Din, to bring Din into the world, as scary as that sounds, that's really the vehicle to have Hashem move over to the Kisei Tzedakah, to the throne of mercy. Right? And ultimately get a much more favorable judgment. Now, we're not talking about tricking Hashem and pretending like we want Mishpat, but really we don't. We're just hoping to get the It has to be a genuine feeling of, I care more about Hashem's revelation in the world. I have a bigger simcha from seeing Hashem ruling over the world than I have in, in, you know, in my own uh, immediate benefit. But what comes out, that if you do that, then you actually get din barachim. You actually get a judgment with mercy. Okay? And then, continues the Midrash, 
Vim tishmaru es shneim, and then if you if you do that, and we uh, uh, we also do mishpat and tzedakah, just like Hashem was doing, and that's how we conduct with others. Miyad ani goyel eschem geulashli, I will I will redeem you. And that's all the tefillahs and Rashana. We're talking about Hashem review your kingship in the world, and then what? And tain kavod lamecha, right? Give honor to your people, uh, give joy to the to the tzaddikim. They're going to be singing. They're going to be praising. All right? The, the, that's going to be that's going to bring in the final geula. Minayin, like where do we know this from? Like the pasuk says, "Koamar Hashem." Thus saith Hashem. Shamru mishpat. First step is you guard mishpat. Second, asu tzedakah. Once that's happening and Hashem is acting with us with tzedakah, then you guys go and do the same thing. And then what happens? Kikarov Yeshua si My salvation will be close in coming. And my righteousness to be revealed. Right? So that is like the pinnacle, right? That's what we, the true, the final, the full revelation of Hashem's kingship in the world is what Klausel are freed from our exile, from our subjugation. Thousands of years. Thousands of years of subjugation. So, says the morale, Ki Oz Hashem Yisborach. Lemelech al Yisrael, he's going to be true king over the Jewish people because a king is not just someone who's dictator, but he's so powerful that he has the ability to be merciful as well. We give him so much power that he even has the power to be gracious. You know, person takes certain position of authority, he's he's worried he doesn't he doesn't have enough power, so he has to exert power. Once he has so much power, that it's clear as day that he has the power. That he, can, that he can show grace. And once that's the case, Hashem is that powerful, that He's goyelam osom minaumus, that He redeems us from the nations. Shekasher yeish b'Yisrael, din When we do those two things, we, A, recognize Hashem as having, being absolute, and therefore there's a mishpat, there's a din. And B, we recognize Hashem is so powerful, that He can act with mercy. And therefore we do the same thing, then we're fit to Hashem's full kingship, both thrones. Asher Malchuso Yisborach, who mitzad kisei adin vekisei shalzdaka, ulekach goylem geula shleima, vehu Yisborach lemalachaleim, and therefore Hashem is the king over them. That's that's what we came to say. Um, we have a few minutes for questions. If what? That to, so to a certain extent, Hashem almost can't do, you, know, you can't show grace if you're not the one in charge. Right? You, then it's still a fight. Right? We're still fighting. You only show grace once you're, you're coordinated as king. The one throne depends on the other throne. That's the only way that people can properly appreciate it? That's the only way that... Yeah, so tzedakah would basically be destructive. Meaning, if, if, you're, if you walk over to me and you grab my pencil, mm-hmm. right, and I just give it to you, then uh, you don't perceive that as like, oh, wow, he's so gracious, he's like so mighty and great. No, you just say, oh, he's a wimp, I'm going to go take his briefcase next. Right? So if anything, it's, 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 it's counterproductive to do tzedakah without mishpat. What's the best uh, ways that we can put ourselves in a position in order to essentially uh, be looked at? Uh, That's what we're saying. To, to have this joy, to desire, to want, to summon the mishpat, right? To coordinate the king of mishpat gladly, to want to see, like the Apostle Mishpat says, Simcha letzadik asos mishpat. 
A tzaddik is joy is overjoyed when he sees mishpat happening, when he sees justice happening, when he sees the right thing happening. Yeah, he's happy. He's seeing Hashem revealed in the world. That's right. That's the problem. So, but so that's how badly we have to yearn for it and crave it, right? We don't see it. That's a, that's a, that's a terrible thing. That's a very painful thing. So on Rosh Hashanah, where we we're in that space, we're 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 there. We're in the place where we can coordinate the king, and th- that is so valuable that we forget about everything else. And that's why the Golan says that even though it's the Yom Adin, and technically a person should be terrified out of their mind, but the answer is right now I don't care. Right, the the greater concept of the coronation of the king is so much more important that it completely dwarfs the personal concerns, the petty concerns. So, I mean, if we're saying that we don't care about happens to us, so what is that that we doubt in form of Roshana if it's not for us, for our, you know, our... You know, yearning for Hashem to forgive us. So, for the, done. well, tell me how many times in the of Roshan do we ask Hashem to forgive us? Zero. This is, the, this is the issue. People think about Yom Kippur. People think of like Rosh Hashanah as just like kind of the you know the introduction to Yom Kippur, right? And yeah, we do Shuvah Nel. We do Chuvah Rosh Hashanah, we do Chuvah Sersim Chuvah, and now we do Chuvah Yom Kippur. <laughs> no, not at all. In El, we try to live as righteously as possible. On Rosh Hashanah, we accept the Din, we welcome the Din, we want Hashem as the King in the world. Then once He's King and His cousin Sersim Chuvah, then we fall apart to pieces. Because now that He's on the Kisei Tzedakah, He's on the Kisei Rachamim, so n- now we can make all the appeals and everything. It's interesting, uh, Rosh Hashanah is counted as one of the days of That's right, because it's the beginning of. I mean, you can't have tshuva if you don't first have the coronation. Yeah, that's, the, that's, the, that's the thing that puts a tzedakah. Um, a king, right? A king, you gotta, you gotta respect a king, you gotta fear a king. So, what about all the people that say that the word uh, with Hashem, like, uh, you know, you don't really. I mean, I've had this conversation with many people, and they say, well, you know, fear doesn't really mean fear, it means awe. And, and no, it doesn't really mean awe, it just means kind of liking him, and kind of liking him just means just kind of. Yeah, you know, being buddies with him, I right? Part. So I like the truth when when I hear it. I mean, sometimes I'm, uh, I may be guilty in a certain area in life, but at least I have to know what what the truth is. You know, there's an element to Hashem that you have to have fear of Hashem. Right? Absolutely, if you cross him, you have to know. Now, now they, you could be you have a higher motivation of awe. So right. that, that's that's higher. Right. But 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 absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fine, we'll stop here.